Hi guys and welcome to today's podcast. We are joined by Ben and Lonya, who are the artistic directors of this incredible establishment, Paradise, by way of Kensal Green. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Chaps. We uh, obviously, so before we get into it, Ben and I uh, have got quite a tell of history. We used to DJ together, funny enough, about 10 years ago, all across the London scene. I gave it up to pursue a career in dance. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> and uh, Ben carried on and is now found his way to this establishment. So guys, thank you again for, for coming. Nice. You want to sort of introduce yourselves and sort of explain how we got here today? Mommy. Why does everyone look at me? He goes first, because he's like that. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, my name's Lonyo. Um, some people might know me from the garage music scene. I had a few big garage records back in the day. Big. Massive. How, how big? How big? Massive. Top five. Yeah. Cool. Top five records. Yeah. Garage Girls. Give us an intro. Uh, okay. <laughs> not unless it's a brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> garage Girls, Summer of Love, Destiny. Yeah. Those were my tracks. So, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah so, yeah. nice, nice. Nice contribution to the garage scene. Yeah. Uh, been DJing for, for 20, over 24 years now and been involved in promoting and, and events for about 20 years. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no hits. No hits under my belt yet. No. But that's why I'm teaming up with this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now I've been DJing for most of my life. Garage, through the garage scene, uh, won a couple of DJ awards um, and then been resident in and out of this venue for the last six years. And then um, me and Lonyo know each other through football, really, and then DJing. And Lonyo's lived in the area for what? Over 10 years now. Over 10 years. So um, when the opportunity came up, uh, the venue was taken over by a different company. And um, so it's not part of the, the chain now, was it? Um, Colum Urban? Colombo Group had it. Right. And then um, they sold it to Urban Bars and Pubs. Yep. <clears throat> and Paradise is quite a unique venue. So it's not like a like when you've had the tour now. Yeah. So it's unique. It's not really like a normal pub. No. It's got all different little areas, and it's always had a bit of a hedonistic sort of vibe about it as That's well. There's club nights, right? Yeah, <coughs> exactly. Yeah, not a lot of pubs have. And it's club and nights. it's niche as well. So you can't just throw any old DJs in here. It needs to be, which we feel like when we realised that um, it had been taken over, they didn't quite get how special this venue was. Yeah. So they had different kind of events, a bit more generic kind of events and DJs, and it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. So we uh, we saw there was an opportunity, spoke to the guys, and we've been here for, what? Got five months now. About five months. Okay. Had a few teething problems at the beginning with you know, various diff different issues, but now... So what's your role here then? Um, events, music, creative, social media. Yep. Kind of bringing back the old uh, paradise sort of vibe and atmosphere mm -hmm. which was fun all, all different walks of life but good quality music yep um yeah just really really yeah just to record. plug in just to plug in events um that we feel are, are right for the venue because like ben says it's very very niche in the sense that we can't you can't just throw in no. you know an 80s night or a you know a hip-hop event or a bashment event or a garage it has to be slightly tailored yeah it has to be slightly tailored yeah do you, do you put the events on yourself or is it getting promoters in with a combination? A combination of both. Yeah. Of both. yeah, bringing in the right promoters. Yeah. We've both got a lot, lot of friends who know the area, know us and yeah. Paradise being a special place, everyone's always excited to work here. Yeah. So it's not it's not difficult to find people who want to work here but they have to be the right kind of people. Yeah. How do you make that distinction? What, do, you, do you have like a, a map and you go, right, 
in this particular genre you want these people who can be worked with? Or I think it it's experience. Mm. Yeah. I think okay. it's experience, to be honest, because like you say, you DJ for 20 years, mm. DJ music industry for 25, mm. 30 years. Killed me there, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> He's killed me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he started years. young, yeah. he started young. 20 years, I was like, yeah, and you went 25, 20, <laughs> 35, I was like, nah. He was, he was 10 when he was first in the industry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he's right. I mean, I think if you if you if you think of it as a football team and it has a style of play, we're right? good with the football analogy. Yeah, yeah. If you're good, yeah, at, if, good if you have a football team and you have a style of play, then you will get the players hashtag promoters in that will suit that style. Right. Does that make sense? Or who can play that way? Or who can produce that way? Yeah. And what is the clientele here then? Like you say it's the, the eighties night won't work, Bashman won't work. What sort of? Well, well I th- I don't, what I mean by that is not a, a, an eighties only event wouldn't work, or a Bashman only event. Okay. Wouldn't work. I think it's quite a, an eclectic taste because we're, we're five minutes from Portobello, five minutes from Kensal Rise, mm. you know, ten minutes from Maidervale. So the music is very eclectic. It's not like we're in a per- certain part of London where it's just mainly garage driven or mainly R and B driven or hip hop or whatever it is. Yep. I think there's. The, the the people that come to Paradise like an eclectic mix, so they they want to hear that. Yeah. You know, on yeah. on on any given day. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the sort of challenges have you guys faced sort of within the area from <coughs> maybe other clubs or other venues? Do you get any kind of pushback from other people? Or it's a you, unique. Yeah. It's 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 weird because it's one of the only late night venues in the area, so it's a bit, in my opinion, being like a fan and a customer of paradise before i used to dj here yeah it was a. Uh, it's it's your only option west london for a late night music venue mm-hmm. yeah. you know to hear good djs and obviously you have a restaurant a bar stroke pub and a nightclub <coughs> there's nowhere else really like that around no and not with this kind of style mm. yeah. either you know so yeah. it, it is unique but you are stuck out sort of not in the middle of nowhere but it is a destination it is a bit yeah of so if you come in here it's not like if you go on a normal high street strip, there's maybe two or three venues. If, if it's not working at one, you'll go to another. Yeah. Here, it, it, it has to work because if not, then you have to jump in a car and drive maybe 10, 15 minutes to somewhere else. Yeah. So people tend to do, like Ben says, it's a hub where you can have a drink and then party, maybe a drink meal mm-hmm. and then party, or you can have your own private, um, let's say it's your birthday or something, I'll show Max, you can have your own birth, private birthday venue and, yeah. and stuff and join the main party. So it's, it's got many different options, whereas most places you're in a club and that's it, or yeah. you're in a restaurant and that's it, or a pub and that's it. Yeah, I guess that makes it harder, the fact that it is a destination venue and you've got to encourage people to, to come here if they're coming from out slightly further away and mm. they've got to come here. But it's like you guys have seen, <coughs> Paradise is like, it's a bit of a draw in itself as a venue. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, now you guys have seen it, you're almost like, I wouldn't mind seeing it on a night out, you know? I wouldn't yeah. mind, if, if yeah. there was a, a DJ on, mm-hmm. you'd be like, actually, mm-hmm. dinner, yeah. even if you're with your girlfriend or, or wife, dinner, and then have a dance upstairs or birthdays and stuff like that. Like, it's, there's something about this venue. When we were speaking to the management, because obviously we know the place, and we, when we were explaining why we wanted to work here, it's because it has a special feel about it. There's certain clubs, DC, IB for DC10 or Fabric or wherever, they have something special about them. This place has something special about it. Is that yeah. probably the biggest draw then? Is that the biggest selling point? And is it a case of you've got people that will come here because it's a great venue yeah. and the kind of the fact that you're putting on great DJs and, and you've got a good vibe, that's the byproduct, or is it all sort of one encompassing? It's one encompassing. One encompassing, but also if you can marry a great venue 
with a great DJ or great yeah. music policy, then you, you, you're in. And uh, I think that's what, like Ben says, it <clears throat> probably 60 percent of venue people like we love Paradise, but that wouldn't be enough if, if you had a, a good, great venue and the DJs weren't up to par, the music was up to par. You'd be like, you feel slightly let down. It's like I was really, really looking forward to that night out, but the DJ didn't cut it or the vibe wasn't right. So you, you, if you, you, you get a, a leg up by having a great venue, but you must supplement that with great music it, and great yeah. DJs. It's definitely more music led as opposed to we're just going to go there and see what it is, or they will come here because X DJs aren't or whatever. I, I think, in my opinion, I think it's a bit of both. It, they, it, they'll know. We might, we may not be totally sure of who's in at the time, but we know it'll be a good DJ, or we yeah. know it'll be. That's been our part yeah. of our challenge coming in, isn't it? Because mm. when we came back to the venue, we DJed here before. <coughs> urban bars and pubs took over and then you know you you weren't hearing great things you were saying oh I know I, I used to go there but it's not that great anymore no. so a part of a challenge for us coming in has been to get the music consistent again bring in some friends and DJs and good quality names what, what is that consistency because obviously <coughs> trends come and go in music mm. um, genres come and go in music mm. and then it seems to be the DJs that were doing it 10 years ago the good ones are still around who are this kind of new breed what's the kind of new I think it's experience again I think yeah. it's knowing what a good DJ is because we can all play we could all have the same 20 records yeah and half of us could play and, and have a really great party and the other ones just, not, there's just something missing. You've got to be able to read people, read yeah, them. Yeah, I think if you, the days of DJs turning up with a preconceived set, tonight I'm going to play X. And then they'd look down and they'd just play. Whether there's 100 people on there or if there was one person on there, they're going to play that set. It's one to 20, this is what I'm going to play. Whereas I think you, can, you need to call on that experience and say, well, I'm going to start with this. I've got a, I've got a a base I'm gonna start with and see where I go. You might turn up and be a hip hop DJ, but then there's a, there's a load of 80s fans. They like a lo load of 80s soul, or they might like a bit of 80s cheese or disco or disco house. So what do you, what do you then do? Do you carry on playing R&B or do you carry on playing hip hop? No, you have to you know, go through the back door, play some 80s, go into 70s and disco and then go that way. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's about taking them on a musical journey and then take them out the other end. You know, there's all these records that have sampled hundreds of disco records. So yeah. then you take them through the 80s into disco and then bring them out the other end and they'll go, well, I, that resonates with me because that's, that's an old disco record. I love that. Yeah. I've never heard this version. And you bring them out on the other end, house, soulful house, into garage, and you just keep, keep trying to take them on that journey. Mm -hmm. Whereas, it, because people that come here don't come here tend generally and go, I've paid X for my ticket. I'm expecting to hear house all night, for example. Yeah. They don't. They're open-minded. They're open-minded, yeah. yeah. They just want to dance. With, yeah. with that in mind then, because you guys have been in the industry for a very long time, um, you've obviously seen the kind of trends through how people find a night out to where they go. I'm sure you remember the don'tstayin.com days mm -hmm. right yeah. through to where Facebook obviously came in. What do you sort of notice now with the ever-changing or ever-growing younger population? Do they, are they more so evident, uh, music conscious, or are they kind of led by... Social media. I think you've got social media, which is just take, taken over every business, yeah. pretty much. Like if you haven't got a social media, an active and interesting social media, then you are missing a trick one way or another. Doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, a, the, the lick list, doesn't matter if it's a, a venue like this. It, social media can help any business basically. Yeah. And the youth 
of today making us sound a little bit old mm. <laughs> but they obviously they're engaged in social media so I think you've got to tick all the boxes I think you have to have um, do you use it a lot for when you're promoting your events here is that the biggest way that you're drawing a crowd at the moment or? I mean like I say you've got to tick all the boxes mm. I think you have to have you know this is part of the challenge you have to have everything in the venue so if you're you know if you're walking around the venue you see a night on then you may have it may tr have triggered something on social media oh, I saw that on social media they've got that DJ then you see it again through the newsletter mm. yep and cards and as so on, on, so. the, on the exit as people are leaving yeah. cards as a reminder yep so I mean it's, it's yes yeah, it's, it's um, many different styles rather than you know the old school days give out a flyer mm. or yep. send a, a message on you know Facebook oh, it's your birthday John come down with a load of people we'll give <laughs> you whatever you can't, you can't discriminate against mm. the youngsters either no. No, of course. Yeah. Essentially just just because they're yeah. here and they want to hear a certain song they've seen on a video yeah. or something like that. But that's part of being a good music person or DJ is that you're, you've got an open mind to... Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think with um, music in, on a whole, there's a, there's a lot of uh, information out there. There's mm. tons of information, but I wouldn't say there's as much knowledge. And there's a just, that's oh, a, okay. slight, it's a, slight, it's a slight difference. Okay. It, it's very important to be aware of everything, but then do you know what, why, and why you like it, and why you? Because there are a lot of younger clients that know their music, that do their history, that do their research, and they're into it because they're into the music and they know what they're talking. About. And there's others who are led. So much the same, I guess, was it, it was back in the day, but just not as much information. Because before you'd have to go into a record shop, put the record on headphones, yeah. physical. Oh, I like that, you know, and it would be more personal now. I can, I can be at a club, for example, as a young person, be at a club, a DJ player song, I don't have to go nowhere near him, because you'd have, you'd have to go up to him and say, yeah, what's that? sorry, what's that? What's that? What's that? Shazam, yeah. You just get a Shazam, mm. go home, so five minutes, download it, I, it's in your collection. As yeah. the same, do, do, do this I remember, yeah. I remember hearing a track in the club <coughs> and literally putting my phone, putting the, what is this? And then the DJ taking my phone <laughs> and then like, it's not stealing it, but actually putting, information the information mm. in the phone and then you go right cool let's save that mm. whereas now as you say you're now literally they have to go across the dance floor it. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but the thing yeah. is though with shazam sometimes it doesn't pick up all those or yeah. there are other music apps out there yeah um that don't necessarily pick up those particular tracks mm. and then you just burn into kind of yeah, you're burning do i go and, yeah they're going disturbing because yeah it, it, you know even from an online perspective i'm sure you grew up in the days of kazar and bear mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem those platforms are as prevalent as they used to be. No. So it's, even though we've got all this technology, trying to find new music mm. can be quite difficult in this day and age because mm. you can't really rip stuff off of YouTube because the quality's not there. Mm. Mm. And it can, people aren't as open as sharing as they used to be. How do you find new music? New music, I mean, I think as a DJ, your ears always- Yeah, you're always you're, attuned to it. You're yeah. always attuned, yeah. if you hear something somewhere, and you haven't heard it before. It's like why haven't I heard that yeah. before? That's got. But I also I also think that the um, the days where you could break a record in the club, um, and I was having this I don't know I was having this discussion with, but a lot of records are not mixed for the club. They don't make club records anymore. Okay. In the sense of an artist can produce a record, get it mixed, and, and get it played on radio. So <coughs> they're making re re records for radio, yeah. As opposed to a you now this needs to really bang in a club. So I think. The day, I mean, I'm, I remember back in 95, 96 when I first heard a Busta Rhyme record. It wasn't one that was out opening out there, but I just remember sonically it was blew my head away and I wanted to find out about the record. Whereas now, if they don't know it, they may or may not just go, look, just 
can you just get to what we know? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, they want it patient. now. Yeah, impatient. They listen, okay, beats okay, but I don't know the lyrics, I don't yeah. know the words. Just get a place, play something we know. Play something I know. Play yeah. something I know. Yeah. Play yeah. some R&B, you know. So it's been it made thousands of comments and we've all had it as DJs, you know, you're playing a record of the genre it is. And someone, let's say you're playing, I don't know, Naughty by Nature and someone comes up and says, when are you going to play hip hop? And you're like, yeah. you know, or you're playing Luther Van Joss and someone says, you're going to play any soul or R&B and you're like, yeah, yeah okay. Do you, know, you, do you know? know what the worst part is? You'll play that, you'll try and, you'll get that record early. What I used to find is you'd get that record before it got released. You used to then drop it in your set and then you would try and test it to see if it would work. And then some people would get it, some people wouldn't. And then you'd get the classic, you'd play something I know. Six months later, yeah. every DJ's playing that song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the people who ask me to play something I know, can now I know this track. Yeah. Like, I told you about this track. Mm, mm. Right, yeah. this is just That's ridiculous. the curse, the curse yeah. of a de- being a DJ. The gift and the curse. Yeah, because you've <laughs> got to play things that you know, but I think as well as a DJ with your music selection, you're trying to show off as much as possible. For sure. I've got this and I've got that. And then maybe your ego gets in the way. Mm. But hey, if it's good music, yeah. it's good music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. make a difference. It's sometimes you have to play records you don't particularly like. There's a lot of records I don't particularly like but they work. Yeah. And so what do you do then is you have to let your ego go. I wouldn't yeah. play or listen to this myself, but the masses want it and you have to, yeah. you know, ultimately give them that. Yeah. What, um, what, what you found kind of different over the last sort of maybe 10 years, people's going out habits, has that changed that you found from your experience? What, what, what you <coughs> going out, there's a lot less clubs, I suppose. Yeah, there's no there's dance floors. Dance floors have been replaced by tables in the sense of the space that they'd normally allocate for a dance floor has been made a lot. I and mean, I remember going to West End Club, I won't name what it is, but it was a dance floor um, and then they had a refurb and it was just shrunk and mm-hmm. surrounded by tables. There's almost, um, there's almost no dance floor. And yeah. so I went there with, my, with, with a pal of mine and if you weren't on a table, you felt like a leper because where you were standing at the bar, essentially, yeah. you couldn't have a dance because the club had been taken over by, dance, uh, by, by tables. Yeah. But what happens if you music's you make, just stand This up is my point. You're meant to dance at the table. You're meant to <coughs> show off. With people. Well, no. not well, yeah. Well, no, really, you couldn't no, they because you spend. You'd look. Yeah, to buy a they table. want people to spend, spend, spend. That's what the the number one thing is. You could go out and maybe spend 150 quid on a night out. You paid to get in and a few drinks. You've had a good night out, yeah. right? Now, or the change I've noticed is you've got to be spending whatever it is to get in and looking at two or three grand, four grand, maybe to have a decent night. And it's like... Oh, and then there's the flip side to that. So there's <clears throat> some, got some friends of mine who were like a much younger generation. They've started throwing parties in the woods, in Hackney Wick. They'll, mm. they'll just get, they've got their set up. <laughs> I've seen videos, they're on, they're on the boat. They'll set up in the woods or under a bridge. Oh. And it's a, obviously they, they don't get paid. They're not doing mm. it to be paid, but they're building up their reputation as DJs. Mm. Yeah. People are starting to follow them. And then when they do get booked by a club, they've got a following mm. because these people have been going to their illegal mm. because a lot of uh, this is on the a house or more underground circuit. A lot of the clubs will get shut down or, or or kids just can't afford to put on big parties. They can't afford a deposit. They can't afford, you know, this and that. So there, there are people throwing parties in the woods. And they're going quite well. And then they've got a following. So it's almost everything goes cycles anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion, music. I was going to say, because people were doing that 30 years Where, ago. They're warehouse and they parties, were, yeah. And they were, now they're wearing the same clothes as they did 30 mm. years ago. So Everything goes in cycles. Everything yeah. goes in cycles. Do you think illegal razor would be 
This is what they're doing. Yeah. And they're, they're good. They're good kids. They don't. They, you know, you know. They may go out and do what they do. What they do, but they just want to listen to music. That's all they want to do is listen to good music. That's yeah. all anyone really wants to do. So, yeah, the Mayfair model with the bottles and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It did a lot. Of it did. I mean, if it you did. think of the amount of West End venues, which even when we used to work together, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it is different. It is different now. It's really, like, and you can chunk. imagine with the social media and, and Snapchat and it's either it's like next level now it's mm. too much you know? yeah as you say as DJ though in this day and age how do you build your profile so you've got residency here you've got sort of day to day here um, but you want to you want to well, secure other just, sort of just like that events the, these things. young these young lads that I know they've been that's what they do they they're throwing their own events for free for their friends yeah I think the more authentic you are I don't think you can go wrong with being True to yourself, yourself. Yeah, that you can't go wrong. So mm. if you are, if you love music and you want to and you want to play music, you'll find a way to play it. You'll find somewhere to play it, and eventually, I think, yeah, you, you'll find your way through if, yeah. if that's what you want to mm. do. You know. It's a lot harder as well. I mean, if I was a, a seventeen-year-old starting out now, I'd be like, wow, where do I even start? Yeah. But at the same time, mm. we didn't have social media. Yeah, the tools yeah. around. It's tools around you. Now, you can yeah. you can look mm. at that now and say hang on a minute, I don't need to pay for, when we were younger, pay for a website, pay a thousand pounds for a website to put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Instagram, YouTube, and YouTube and yeah. all of this stuff. You've got SoundCloud and things like that? Yeah, I mean, you've got Mixcloud, SoundCloud, mm. <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. But do you yeah. not find though, in, in today's market, there are so many DJs. This is it. And yeah. the thing is, it's like, you know, when I used to send out my mixes and do things live in a club, mm. I didn't, you know, auto thing never existed. Yeah. Auto beat, beat mm. match and all that stuff. And everything was live. And if you messed up, you messed up. You're mm. just trying to spin it back and get it back. And yeah. Whatever. But now you don't know if someone's sending the mix or they've done a mix and if it's legitimate. Yeah, this but is you it. Can tell. Then, you but can, then, but you then can you tell. invite that person in, okay, cool, play a demo set. I don't know if they're still, they'll play for mm. for an hour and see what you've got. Yeah, yeah. Is that still popular? Is yeah, and, and some, in some Sometimes, quarters, yeah. yeah. Some in some quarters, yeah. quarters, yeah. And then all of a sudden they just absolutely flop because yeah. they turn up and it's like, well, it's not the equipment I've used. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't use um, things like SoundCloud. And mi- I guess I'm in a bit of a unique position because I've been DJing a while. But you, like you said, you had to learn and earn your chops. You know, I, I remember going around my friend's house. I didn't even have decks. I was going around his house and always trying to learn and learn, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, and then you get into a club and it's a different scenario because the music's a lot louder and you can't even hear your mixes. So you've yeah, got yeah. to learn how to DJ in a club, which is different from DJing in your bedroom. So I think you're right. You know, ultimately, if I've got two grand, I can go and buy all the record, all the equipment and I'm a DJ without even having to do any chops, any learning of the skill, really, just like you say, beat, match it, mix, mix, you know, it's very basic, but the DJs who I grew up with, watching them do it live, you know, rocking the crowd, technically ridiculous, you know, and you watch and learn, you just, just watching them for an hour is better than anything I could go and try and learn, do you know what I mean? So, um, And what you can't learn is to read the crowd yeah. that's one yeah. thing that mm. just like, experience right yeah. yeah like any job like meetings if you're presenting to a boardroom you might know what you want to say and you really and you get in front of the boardroom and you're like oh this is different yeah, yeah. but the more you do that the more you read your money to take in different it's the same, same yeah. yeah the reading yeah. the crowd one is, is, is yeah you need that that's that over music you, we, you mm. that, oh, that skill DJs, over music there's been warm up you come in with warm up DJ and they're trying to rock <laughs> a crowd <laughs> Mm. And that, 
Do you know what I mean? This is where experience comes in. Yeah, and, and they're, do you know what I mean? They're, mm. they're trying to rock a crowd, and you're like, no, 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 you're not here to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, so if you're playing a long set, which me and Lonya do here frequently, you know that you're the the crowd may th the crowd may think they want to dance yet, but you're actually like, actually, we're in control of this room, mm. and you don't know it yet, but we're just building you up nicely, yeah. getting you guys ready to to yep. kick into gear. So people. You know, you can, it's a psychology thing. Right? Yeah. Well, that being said, I actually like playing warm-up sets because I feel you're more free. Yeah. You're not expected to play the big hits. Yeah. You can you can delve a bit, you know, well, it's like off Paradise piece. here, yeah. isn't it? So <clears throat> Paradise used to have one one DJ upstairs um, and now they have two. And me and Lonyo almost fight over playing for down, downstairs, which might be the more bar or quiet set because you can play the stuff that you don't get to play when you have... Right when you have to make people dance. Yeah, yeah. So you get to play more mm. offbeat. To experiment off script, yeah. yeah. More experimentation, more more music that you're there to, to listen to as opposed to make people dance. Yeah. So that's that's got, that's something we're going to start implementing here is is bringing in DJs that aren't really for the mainstream, but to, so to bring that musical kind of crowd back in oh, yeah, yeah. to improve the sound system down here and have them playing, you know, more disco, more house. Yeah. On that note, though, would you welcome open open nights, open mics, so to speak, for people to try and trial to be your residents? I mean, it's something we haven't spoken about because um, we've been trying to get other things right. But it's it's um, you. De I mean, it's happened to us, actually, when someone brought us a DJ and we you know, I said, look, you can jump on the first hour and a half. And he was amazing the guy that um, Silk brought down, he was amazing. So you say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll. it's just like, when, again, when you play football, the manager brings you on for 20 minutes and yeah. you do well, so look, I'll give you a f some more time or a full game next time. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there is a lot to be said for that. But then ultimately, you don't want to bring on someone who's, who's not great. And so it's, it's, it's judging it, you know? It's, it's hard to judge because how do I know you're a great DJ and you're not a great DJ, yeah. you're a great DJ or he's not a great DJ. So mm -hmm. again, the only way by doing that is by letting them play, yeah. Mm -hmm. A good opportunity would be if they can come down during the day, if anyone's mm. down here during the day, yeah. let them literally play to bar staff and you and see how they are. Because yeah, yeah. what I think a lot of DJs have this this thing is they're going to come in, the room's going to have 300 people and everyone's ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. But when you're doing the warm up or something, there could be like four people there yeah. and yeah. you still have to play. Yeah. You still can't mess up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all a learning experience. Mm. And then as the night builds, more people come in and then the more you can start to get into it. Yeah. And that might be a good opportunity if any you know, budding DJs yeah. ever want them. The, yeah. the, the, the funny thing about that is, um, you, you, as a warm up <coughs> DJ, especially here, is where you set the tone for the night. If, you, if, you, if, you're, having a, if you're having a stinker, People are like, listen, okay, let's finish up our drinks and let's see where else, yeah, where yeah, there is to go. Yeah. yeah. So, do you yeah. um, are you DJing elsewhere at the moment? Are you hosting events elsewhere? Is it or is your focus purely paradise? In terms of um, DJing elsewhere, we, we I mean we've got both got agents, so we get booked out for okay. other venues and other events. I'm involved with Garage Brunch, right. um, Hip Hop London, and the usual summer gigs abroad. You know, so it's good to have that that that, that diversity as well. Yeah. So you don't, you're not playing, so you're not, you've got residency here and you do the events here, but you're also... Yeah, this is, like, this is, we just made a conscious decision to make this our only residency. Still take other bookings, but yeah. be associated with Paradise. I mean, we're here, we're both DJs as well, quite well-known DJs. We've both got the connection with the venue. Yeah. Mm. We were both residents here before. Yeah. So we want to get it back to where we know it needs to be. So has, has the four or five months gone that you've been here? It's been, obviously, first first month or so also working within a bigger structure so 
urban bars and pubs have a lot of other venues so they yeah. have a head office and they've got obviously a line management you know yeah so we, we're used to doing our own events and djing you know so we're used to just get, getting involved and saying right bang this is what we're doing this is how much yeah. we're spending but now it, it has to go up the chain and we have to get things agreed and we're like come on you know we're, we're ready to rock and roll yeah. kind of thing so but so we understand we understand that because otherwise you don't get you don't want to get rogue no, rogue, exactly. A rogue artistic director. No, yeah, we'll, yeah, be, we'll so, be throwing, yeah. throwing money at <laughs> yeah. them. Come on, get everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but that's been yeah. interesting. That's been yeah. interesting working in that. Mm. I was just saying, what's that like then going from essentially no structure to there is a structure and there is a hierarchy? How has that been for you guys on a, on a personal level? For me, it was, it was hard in, in, initially because I'm very much a spontaneous. That DJ is available. Let's book him. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you worry about everything else and uh, on the back end. However. Look, looking how I've been working here now, and you always think, especially if I've, I've been in it quite a few years, that no, the way I've been working is the best way. But no, that's just the way you've been working. It doesn't mean it's the best way. So taking on board some of their uh, procedures has been beneficial because it allows us to do a vast amount of work. But once that work's done, you're just you're just topping it up. You're ahead of time. You're ahead, you're rather time. than just working hard on each venue, you, on a, each event, you 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 do the bulk of your work in the beginning to drive it and then you're just touching it up which I think, and I think is the guy, a bad way. The venue have also enjoyed our energy, our slightly chaotic DJ energy, mm. you know, creative yeah. energy coming in and saying, you know, we're, we're throwing ideas and they're like, okay, let's, let's now structure that. Yeah. Yeah. Marginalise and structure Let's it, now yeah. price it up, let's now get it in order, get mm. it in place and I think now, I think we're getting to the stage where we, mm. we both, underst- us and the company, are starting to understand each other. Yeah, how, how far in advance are you now then? So what events are you planning for? To the end of the year. To the end of the year. Which, if you told me when, when, like, when, we, when we came in that that's what we'd be doing, I'd be like, no, that doesn't work like that. We, we yeah. do it month to month. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, this way is a lot better, you know. Yeah. Um, because we, we're, we're now looking at January, January February. Feb- February mm. right. Where the people we were going to, you know, the events we were going to have in, We've now realised. Hang on a minute, that's that's too soon now. Let's, yeah. let's let's get this year out of the way. Put them on next year. Yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting. One question we? specific to here: How does the transition work from restaurant to club? Do you is it is it do people go from the restaurant to the club? Or I think I think it's down to the customer to be honest. Yeah. Some people will just come just for food, and <coughs> you've got the benefit of having you know a bar here after to have a drink or something like that. Actually, yeah. there's quite a big refurbishment happening mm. downstairs where they're going to change the bar in the restaurant area slightly so that it encourages people to stay after dinner mm-hmm. and for late night drinks. So it's going to become more of a cocktail bar. Yeah. Um, but then again, because it's got such a good reputation, it's been here for quite a long time now, people know that there is that option. Yeah. Or if you're having, if you're... If you just want a club, then you'll get <laughs> here a bit later. You know, you, yeah. the, the restaurant service, last orders is at half 10. So people come and dine and if they want to stay, they'll stay. And if they don't, they'll go. But then the people that just want a club will turn up around 10 o'clock, half yeah. nine, 10. What was the kind of the need for, say, for getting you guys in? Because obviously, if it's been here for a long time, like <coughs> you said earlier, it's about kind of bringing it back to where it was. Yeah. Did Paradise kind of say, ah, I think we've lost our way a bit, who can we rely on? Or would you guys actively campaign in little by every we did this? We, 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 like I say, we were residents here. And then when things changed, obviously management changes and they might have their own ideas of DJs they want to pull in, whether it's down to budget or whether it's down to who they know, who yeah. they know or whatever. But one thing you know, especially Lonyo living literally just down the road and me knowing a lot of people who come here, is that you start to pick up a bit of an energy of people maybe don't go there as much 
right. uh, or you're not seeing the social media activity or you're not seeing the DJs that used to play here or stuff, something like that. And then because we both come here, like I say, Lonya's a, a local resident and I come here, I think it was for just a roast one day. And um, I don't know, we picked up from, from staff and people know that things weren't going too well. It's a venue that we've mm. both always been interested in. So we kind of reached out and said, look, maybe we can have a chat about getting involved and, and helping out a little bit more. And it just kind of went mm. on from there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the restaurant side was was kind of steady and doing it was fine. Was it was more <laughs> along the event, on the event side, and um, I suppose that's quite a hard challenge because not a lot of venues get that right, do they? Food and late night. Yeah, in it's, one not venue. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. No, it's not easy. I no, it's a I, challenge. It's definitely yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and we came we came in at quite a difficult time of year for this. Just venue, beginning the summer. Yeah, oh. summer, summer. Everyone's away. Yeah. In a venue yeah. where if you haven't got a terrace or a garden or something like that. Yeah. Because it's quite a gothic feel to this venue as well I think it encourages nightlife it yeah was, it was created with a nightlife in mind yeah you know it's the so best so many festivals as well especially yeah. in London and every yeah. other weekend it's like summer's a, summer's yeah. a killer I think yeah. in most industries at the yeah mm. you did say at the start about the kind of carnival weekend that mm. was obviously in August you said mm -hmm. packed to the rafters carnival carnival here is mm. an institution like oh. it gets turned into just a huge clubbing experience. Yeah, two floors. You know, the, the furniture all gets cleared out. Yeah. The big DJs get booked. The big brands come in and want to work. We've had venue. Red Bull. We've had uh, So Fresh, So Clean, Rinse FM. So some good, yeah, you know, wow. good partners. Yeah. Boiler yeah. Room have been here. Deviation have been here. Um, and Carnival is there. Yeah. Carnival is three hundred jars that way. <laughs> so mm. yeah, Perfect, that's always yeah. been. You were saying as well about where the the kind of verse, how it's such a versatile um, venue. You're then looking at doing different things in different rooms. And obviously, when we went upstairs, you got the conservatory. Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about doing something there. So, mm -hmm. have management just gone and basically just said to you, look, there's your slate, let us know what you want to do. Price it. Price, price it. it yeah. Organise it. Yeah. Organise it. <laughs> we think it's viable, then mm -hmm. we'll give you Absolutely, yeah. 100%, yeah. That's how it works. Pretty much, yeah. They've been very supportive. New management as well, because we've just recently taken over yeah. by a new gem. Been uber supportive and very encouraging and right. adding to those yeah. ideas. And, and like, when you have that, it makes such a difference. Yeah. Um, because sometimes you feel like no one can read, not, not reading off the same page. Whereas when you do find that connection with a, with a, with a, a manager or something who does encourage you to do that, you know, like football, encourage you to play, encourage you to express yourself, and they'll support you, rein you in on numbers, <laughs> not on numbers or, yeah. or other things, or remind you of deadlines. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Do you work with any other venues in the chain? Not at the moment. No. Not at the moment. It's no. quite different. You can yeah. We're still trying to look after our own venues. house. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I think um, this is unique. This yeah. is a unique space. Mm. So, so I'm trying to think a venue similar to this, like in terms of the what you offer and yeah. the the decor and. Um, is there a place in King's Cross? There's a few places. Obviously, with the with the previous group as well, they've got a few other setups that are similar to this. But right. even when we used to work for them, this was always different. Yeah. Because the areas changed so much over the mm. years. Lonya mm. will know. There's an amazing, you know, with lots of parts of London with certain gentrification, some people can see as a bad thing, but I think it's interesting because you get all different types of people around here. The area is so lovely, but mm -hmm. that you still got a lot of character. 
you know? Mm. So you get a, a blend of people and this place kind of lends itself to, to that. Is it still NW or is it W? NW10. NW10. Oh, excuse me, it's W10. It's W10. Do you get people from outside of London traveling in for the big events? You, you used to get that more. Mm. Used to, and this is something again that I think with consistency and booking great DJs and once people realize, and again, social media, reaching out to surrounding counties, Essex or Surrey or Kent and stuff like that, people used to travel in yeah. a lot more. Um, but that's something we'll definitely, I think, I think with get the to. type of artists we're booking and the ideas we have, that will start to happen. Yeah. And social media reaching out to those people. What's, what's the future of the industry, in your opinion? The industry, the clubbing industry? Yeah. What is the future of the clubbing industry? Probably sitting at home with goggles on, not going out. And, mm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Not wasting aftershave, yeah. Not wasting aftershave, yeah. Yeah, I've discussed, I've discussed virtual reality clubbing with Mixmag before. Right. And um, I had a couple of big meetings with them about, they actually create, no, sorry, it was a friend of mine, We'll probably talk about this actually. Mm. She has a, a virtual production house, so you could watch, take that concert. You know, you could pick your seat, you could download that, and you know, this is what the, this is what the future mm. is going to be. Yeah, that is what the future is going to be. And whether the kids will slowly realise it's not as good as going out and dancing, mm -hmm. uh, or not, or maybe we'll realise actually, mm. you know, <laughs> it is just as good. Yeah, that's what the future is. I think. As we start to wrap up, both want two separate answers on this. Lonya first, what keeps you in this industry? Um, I would say my love of music. I know it's a very romantic answer. Um, and there, and there's, there's nothing like playing a record and seeing someone reaction to it. There's, there's nothing like it. It's like scoring a goal, you know? Because they're enjoying, you're, you're sharing, I don't know who you are, sir or madam. You don't know who I am, but we're we're both enjoying this we're yeah. through the rec for this record. We're both enjoying this moment. We're both enjoying the baseline. We're both enjoying the the melody, the whatever it is. We're just we're just enjoying something, even though we've got no personal connection apart from music. from music. Uh, do you know what? It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've like we've both been in the industry for so many years, we could have gone so many different directions. Yeah just pulls you back in I can't help but feel a certain like me, me and Lonya are on the phone every day mm. where it's not talking about the venue it's talking about music mm. in some one way shape or form yep. it's talking about music and we just both got the same energy for it and I think well you're not you I'm sure even though you're working with, with Lickless you just if you've got a, and I think everyone's got a passion for music everyone mm. it doesn't matter if you're, what genre it is doesn't yeah. matter who yeah. you are where you come from doesn't matter anywhere in the world, you could be anywhere. It, You've got a still music will mm. play, people will dance. Yeah. It doesn't so, matter where you are. And it's certainly something universal. As you say, you go to a festival in the middle of any country in the world and there'll, anywhere. Be, there'll be a song that will play and it will unite thousands of people mm. and you'll all have that same quest to kind of just it's everywhere. be in the mm. zone. I remember it. watching the um The Human Planet it was called <clears throat> and it was in the middle of the, the Amazon. There's no speakers, there's no electricity. They had three kids, uh, a wet cloth stretched across a lake, creating a, a drum beat off of that. And then yeah. people started dancing around that. So that doesn't come from, that's something that is in everybody. Yeah. Everybody loves music. Babies love music. Mm. As soon as you put a tune on, babies mm. start dancing. Yeah. No one's taught them that. Mm. That's in everybody. Yeah. That's what it's about. Well, I don't think we're going to talk that as we continue. So guys, <laughs> I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for coming down. Thank you, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank you.